The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. The Senate Judiciary Committee is set to begin confirmation hearings on Monday for Amy Coney Barrett, President Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court. While he doesn't serve on the committee, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine will be voting when Coney Barrett's nomination comes to a floor vote. Kaine says he believes his Republican colleagues have a particular reason for wanting to hold hearings before next month's election. The key is November 10th, the day that the Supreme Court takes up the Affordable Care Act case. They're rushing this nomination because they want to ensure that they can kill the Affordable Care Act and take health insurance away from millions and millions. This is what they've tried to do since the first day President Trump was in office. Kane was speaking on NPR's Here and Now on Wednesday. He added that while it's unlikely, information could come to light during the hearings that might slow the confirmation process down. The Richmond Police Department is sounding the alarm over a sharp increase in shootings. As Roberta Roldan reports, the department released new data Wednesday showing homicides in the city are up 60 percent compared to last year. Data shows 24 people have been murdered so far this year, up from 15 last year. Nearly half of the homicides happened in a 17-day period in August. Richmond police don't know why shootings are on the rise, but many involve verbal disputes that turn violent. Police Chief Gerald Smith says solving those crimes has become more difficult after a summer of civil unrest brought police misconduct into the national spotlight. When you make us the villain, people in the community, some people start to believe that narrative. And when you start to investigate crimes, our number one resource is the community. Smith says the department is working to rebuild community trust. Not all of the crime stats released were alarming. The number of reported rapes are down 50 percent from last year, and property crimes are down too. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. The release data also showed that more than 370 firearms have been reported stolen in Richmond so far this year. That's up more than 20 percent from last year. More than half are taken from a vehicle, usually left unlocked. Police Chief Gerald Smith says part of the increase is due to a new local law that went into effect late last year. Under the law, any lost or stolen gun has to be reported to police within 24 hours or the owner faces a fine. That is a disturbing trend no matter if that trend is because of uh, COVID or if it's because of the new law, these numbers are going up, but it's something that we need to take a look at. Smith says his department has recovered stolen guns from people with felony records. Police also want to keep stolen firearms away from people too young to legally own them. Top Republican lawmakers are threatening legal action against Virginia's inspector general. They're demanding to see unredacted copies of recent reports that showed problems with the Virginia Parole Board. Ben Pavier has more. Virginia's Inspector General, Michael Westfall, looked into seven complaints against the board. He sent top lawmakers a letter on Tuesday outlining his findings. Westfall said the board failed its legal duty to contact victims before deciding to release seven prisoners. On Tuesday, top Republicans in the General Assembly issued a statement demanding that Westfall release full reports. They cited a state law requiring that lawmakers be informed of the Inspector General's findings. House Minority Leader Todd Gilbert threatened legal action if Westfall didn't follow through. Republicans successfully pushed for Westfall to release an earlier report on the parole board in August. Ben Pavier, VPM News. As part of a statewide pilot program, Chesterfield General District and Circuit Courts are now offering Hope Card services for individuals who are protected under a civil protective order. A Hope Card is a wallet-sized card that offers specific details about an individual's civil protective order, 
like how to identify the person who's been instructed to stay away. This makes it easier for protected persons to keep an active protective order with them all the time. County officials say hope cards are free and available by application for both juveniles and adults. The federal government and states have put protections in place to prevent evictions during the pandemic, but the protections haven't covered everyone. Some of the most vulnerable people in the community have been evicted. VPM's Whitney Evans spoke to one of those families. John Spratley is a 65-year-old veteran with a wife and three teenagers. His family lived at Belmont Hills Apartments in Chesterfield for 12 years before they were evicted at the beginning of July. Spratley had fallen behind at the start of the pandemic. He kept paying rent through the summer, thinking that because protections were in place, he could get caught up. Now he and his family are living at a red roof inn, crammed into the room with two queen beds. The teenagers started virtual school this fall. On a recent visit, they were all sitting on the floor and in bed working on their tablets. Kira's in seventh grade. She's in the middle of a school assignment. I'm working on social studies. Social studies, what are you learning? It's about um, slaves and everybody being free. Spratley's wife, Antoinette, is here with the kids. Just hope we find something before this cold weather so we can have our Thanksgiving dinner like we always did. The traffic outside is loud because I sat in the doorframe of the motel room to keep a safe distance. The family has been here since they were evicted. Their church helped pay for the first few days at the motel, but mostly they've been living off of John's social security disability. John is on the other side of town, digging through a storage shed. This little bit of stuff ain't even here for the stuff that I had to leave because the lady was rushing me. She only gave me to three o'clock. I got two bedrooms, a front room, two closets. Spratley's eviction is one of many in Virginia during the pandemic. Researchers with the eviction lab at Princeton University found that there have been nearly 3,500 eviction filings in Richmond alone since March 15th. Like a lot of evictions, the details can be murky. The stories can conflict and be hard to follow. But eviction freezes and protections at the state and federal level had one goal, to keep people in their homes until a worldwide pandemic could be contained. But Spratley and his family were left behind. I got more applications, but we're still on the waiting list because so many people have been evicted and they don't have enough to help everybody. The Federal CARES Act included a 120-day federal eviction moratorium for renters who got federal assistance or live in a property with a federally-backed mortgage. It ended July 24th, almost a month after Spratley had been evicted. On paper, it looked like his family qualified. The National Low-Income Housing Coalition's website has a searchable database of all the properties that were protected. Spratley's apartment complex is listed there. Palmer Heaton, an attorney for the Central Virginia Legal Aid Society, looked into Spratley's case. The reason that he hadn't reached out earlier is because what happened with his case, I I think, was quite confusing. Some of the apartment complex was built using federal money, and some of it wasn't. If he had been living, you know, maybe just a few doors or a street over in the same apartment complex, he actually would have been protected from eviction. At the time Spratley was evicted, the only protection available was the CARES Act. That's because the state's temporary ban on evictions, which covered everyone, ended on June 28th, the day before Spratley was evicted. And it wasn't reinstated again until August 10th at the governor's request. 
Heenan is certain that this patchwork of eviction protections is dangerous for families and the larger community. The fact that we have nearly 9,000 eviction lawsuits that are scheduled to be heard in the general district courts across the Commonwealth in just the next seven or eight weeks is incredibly troubling. There's no longer a statewide moratorium on evictions, and the federal ban is no longer automatic. Tenants now have to prove they need help. An attorney for the Spratley's Rental Agency said the company offered a rent deferral program for tenants who were impacted by the pandemic. The attorney said Spratley never inquired about the program, but that she didn't believe his delinquency was related to the pandemic anyway. He just fell behind. Spratley says he had no idea such a program was available, even if he could have taken advantage of it. But that's all behind him now. He's focused on moving forward. His wife, Antoinette, was admitted to the hospital recently for complications with her diabetes. So things are more urgent than ever. This is a learning experience. And it's a wake-up call because you never know why things happen and why God let things happen. It's to wake you up. Spratley says he hopes it's a wake-up call for other people, too. Whitney Evans, VPM News. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs)